0: Welcome, I'm Laura, and I find good advice and make it more personal, more intuitive, and more you. This is Secrets Your Mentor Never Told You. The Women's Impact Academy is an organization that focuses on building connection, creation, and contribution among women. The goal is to contribute to the world from wholeness, with a community at your back. I've invited the five co-founders here today because I wanted to create that roundtable effect when we have a group of women together, and they're going to share a bit about their program, but mostly it's about story. I've asked all the women to go straight to the heart of their passion, and I hope this show gives you insight to the changes that can happen when you share from your truth. Here are their amazing stories. Carla Bauer is here as a successful real estate investor for the past 20 years. She has also built a great career in sales and has traveled extensively. She has two university degrees, but her biggest accomplishment is her family. She's the mother of Grayson and Ruby, two energetic kiddos, who are her greatest teachers. Her husband, Graham, is her best friend and supports her in all her big ideas, eventually. Carla is here to share her knowledge about money and influence, specifically related to your relationship to them. Welcome, Carla. I think it's phenomenally impactful because I think we can do transformative work and then all of a sudden money triggers all our fears so how did you pinpoint it was money and influence in your relation and your relationships to them
1: um basically like I I am um, like I have my insurance license and so I deal with a lot of clients for insurance life insurance and segregated funds and so what I found was, because I really wanted to help people change their relationship with money. But what I found was I could, you know, sit down and do the plan, show them their financial independence number, you know, put it all out there and they they would just blank over. Like uh, they would do it or they'd have like a huge amount of money somewhere, but they'd have no idea what it was doing for them. And I'm talking people who've like been in banking and I convinced them to sit down with me, even though they were like, oh, we're never taking your advice. And I was like, no problem, but I still want to, I want to know what you guys think. And even people who are educated still, there's just this railroad track with money. Like you you fill out a form about, you know, what your risk tolerance is and they just chuck you in a bunch of funds and then you sit there and hope at 65, you have enough money to retire. Like, I actually think there's a financial literacy crisis in the world. I think it's something that touches on every part of our life, our stress, our health, our work, our relationships. And yet nobody wants to talk about it and so my big thing is i talk about uncomfortable things and i make them more comfortable so, so and i think women especially you know i want to support them in not only um taking a more active role in their finances but embracing their influence because i think like when you i also think women have to get more comfortable saying what they want and getting what you want to the biggest ways is through wealth and influence
0: how did you figure out in that for you that this was like because no we all start out with not knowing
1: oh sure i i guess my story goes back you know i got married we sat down with our first financial advisor and i was just like what like and i knew nothing at the time like this is 15 years ago and i was i just had this feeling in my stomach like what is like it's just a cookie cutter like he's not listening like he's asking questions but they're having no effect on the plan for us and then it happened again at a bank and we had done real estate investing and they were giving us this crazy advice to leverage. And, and I was just like, no way. And so basically what happened was I, um, well, do you know Lisa Bacole?
0: Nope.
1: Her and I, I, we started talking because the way that she does things is more educational. And so I finally felt like I understood it. Like somebody was actually listening and creating the right plan and showing me the amount I needed to have to retire on the amount that I wanted to live on. And I I don't really have like a big aha moment. It was just like, I, and as I started meeting with clients, I'm like, why aren't more people talking about this? Like, this is crazy. You know, it's just a really big feeling in me that I just have to touch more people to get them facing it and dealing with it. Like there, there is no real big story there. It it,
0: it. it actually is. And I I counter I'll not to I I love your story. I love how, like how you fight you're fighting for people to it's like it's easy. It's simple, but you just pinpointed it. It didn't connect to you. It didn't connect that what they were offering, it seemed like it was um, a one size fits all. Here, put this on, try this on. And you're going, wait a second, what about my needs? And now, today, you see, from my experience, there's a lot of a big spectrum of what's your risk factor? Answer the multiple choice questions. Yeah. It's still disconnected.
1: Totally, And, and you know, I guess the biggest thing is over the last few years that I've been meeting with people I can throw all the financial tools at them that I have in my arsenal, but until they start working on their relationship with money, it doesn't change much. And you know, it's almost like that subconscious. Like I remember Yana Van Zandt, and this is where it really hit me because I was like, "Why do a lot of winners like end up broke the next year? Like, wh- why does this happen?" And you know, she was one of the first ones that I'd ever heard publicly speak about becoming very wealthy and pushing it all away because that's what she'd done her whole life. And I was like, isn't that crazy? Like, And money is something I think all of us want more of but are too embarrassed to say it or they think it's bad. And I'm like, money just gives you options and you can help a lot of people with it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a tool to play with. So what does it mm-hmm. look like to, uh, for somebody to know what they need in relationship to money?
1: What does it look like? I, I honestly think for most people, it's just actually talking about it. And getting, getting their point A so that they know where to go for point B. Like, you need your point A before you can go anywhere. And so I really just think getting them more comfortable talking about money. Yeah. yeah and that's really it. Because otherwise, you, like, it's – even when I sit down with people, like, it's – I've seen husbands, like, they don't even know. They're not even communicating about it in their marriages. And so you become, like, this kind of counselor. Like, it's it, – there, you're there, hitting it no one, nailing
0: that's right. Nobody is talking about money and then other avenues of communication break down as well.
1: So, totally.
0: Yeah. Open conversations, get people getting what they need.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's one of those things that people are like intimidated by it as well. And I, I just think it's it's numbers. Like it's it's I mean not your relationship with money, but it isn't as intimidating. I thought it was intimidating too until I started learning about it, and then I was like, Hang on, like you know, money so has
0: money has no value until we put the meaning on it,
1: and totally
0: what I've come. So, tell me about influence what is it? How would a woman use influence? Because yeah. I'm used to being in the background,
1: yeah. So, basically, that kind of came because I've had a you know a sales career for 20 years, and um, it kind of started with sales because I always think that like money, sales is like kind of a dirty word, you know? People are like, Ugh, like, so I just kind of tweak the, because really sales is influence, like, and I don't care what job you're in. If you're a doctor, you're enrolling your clients or your patients into eating better. For, there, statistically, 40% of us are selling, no matter if they're in the sales role or not. Oh, and yeah. I think there's so many women that have influence that they don't even know about or feel like they don't have a voice, but they do. Um, because to me, it's all about connecting. And reading the other person and anything. Women are better at that than which, anyone else on earth. Which like, is,
0: that's right. Which brings me back to the Women Impact Academy, because that is the big thing that I see you guys all bringing in is this connection.
1: And authenticity. Like I don't follow anyone or listen to anyone until I think until I feel that they're like authentic and they actually care about me.
2: That's been newly discovered for me. I've been on the other end of that, the I will give you trust until you break it. And Mm. in the last few years, it has been broken multiple times. And I'm like, oh, I've always been very, very hugely authentic. But I think I've always put me on everybody else, assuming everybody else is authentic and has the true intentions. And so uh, the last several years, I'm starting to learn how to lean more into my intuition and what Carla just said is, and that's part of why I love her. She always (laughs) reminds me. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's a
3: different way. It's a better way. Yeah. Well,
1: not always because I didn't trust anybody before. You know what I mean? So not always.
3: Yeah. And Laura, I think um, like connection is one of the three foundations that we um, talked about when we, you know, like what is the Women's Impact Academy about? And connection was the very first thing that we Mm.
1: spoke
3: about. And for me, it comes down to connection in two ways. And so the first way is, in my opinion, the spiritual part of connection. And that is supporting a woman to be connected to herself because there is a lot of influence in the world. And I think when When you can empower a woman to be truly connected to who she is and teach her how to listen and trust that, that part of herself, then she can make choices that are in her best interest. And she has the power to make those choices for herself and for her family. So that's the first piece of connection. That's how I see it anyways, ladies. Um. (laughs) And then the second part of it is connecting women to other women who want to see her win. Because I think now more than ever, that's what the world needs is is women. And most of us have all been to the same women's leadership, right? And for me, that was one of the first times in my life where I was connected to women who I trusted were there to see me win. And never in my life up until that point had I been surrounded by women like that who wanted to see me win in all ways in my life. So, you know, I think connection in in two ways, right? Like connect a woman to herself first and then to a community who wanna see her win. And that's truly where power, authentic power comes from is when you empower a woman to, to step into her wholeness with that backing of a community that's just like, wants nothing more than to see her have everything that she wants in her life. So, I think that's where connection comes in with us.
0: Hannah Ray is a woman on a mission to spread her shining light around the world. She believes the exploration of spirituality is connected to a knowing and an unconditional love for yourself that you didn't know was possible. Hannah's purpose is to talk to women about spirituality and how to step into this journey because she believes every woman deserves to feel that love she so freely gives to others for herself. Hannah will show you how overcoming adversity can fuel your dreams, having faith and trust that things are always working out for you. The power is connecting with yourself. Hannah, I would love to pivot to you because you have, you know, such a deep um, sensitivity, like I relate to it completely, how uh, tender and loving you are and that's the way you show up. So I wanna know about, the, like for being so sensitive in that in the world, how did your transformative moment happen? Yeah, um, I think I've, I've had a couple different
3: pivotal moments in my life, like the first one being in high school um, but more recently, at the beginning of 2020, when um, you know, COVID hit the world, that was transformation for me because um, the last two years, I've really dived into personal development and it was very much about gaining this external validation that like I needed to achieve goals and I needed to show up in a certain way And I immerse myself very... I don't do anything. Um, Can we swear on here? Like, (laughs) I
0: don't do Do it. Do it, do it, yeah. In my
3: life, like, I'm always all in. And that striving for something outside of myself created burnout in the most extreme way. And when everything shut down in March, that for us up here anyways, that was when I realized how empty I was. And it was like I had built this skyscraper of success, you know, in my terms, what I thought success looked like. I had, you know, validation from leaders I looked up to, and there was nothing inside. And so when the world shut down, and I, you know, was being told that, you know, I could be locked in my house by myself for months, I was terrified. I literally, the first week of, kind of the shutdown. I was like in a blanket burrito in my bed. And I was so scared of being alone with myself. Um so then I had a girlfriend actually uh who I trusted and she just said if you need a safe place to be, uh come to me. And she lived in the mountains. And you know, I said, oh I'll think about it. And then the next day <laughs> I called her and I said, Hey, do you remember when you said I could come visit? And she, she laughed and she's like, that was yesterday. I'm like, well, I'm at Canmore. So I'll see you in a couple hours. Like I was already on the road. And then I got there and said, well, how long are you staying? I said, I don't know. And she said, well, stay as long as you need. And I actually ended up spending uh, eight weeks at her house. Like I took enough clothes for a week and <laughs> thank God for laundry. So, um, but yeah, I stayed for 8 weeks and that was the most beautiful gift I've ever given myself. And she actually gave me permission to just be. And
0: well, when I well, What's be? Just being. Well, when I first got
3: there, like so she owns a greenhouse and it was their planting season and every day I would just like go and I planted like thousands of flowers because I couldn't be still. Like I was so afraid to just stop and be silent. And be alone with myself. Like I was terrified of myself. And the one day she just like came up to me and she she looked at me and she said, "Hannah, you don't need to be here. You can go. You can go and do whatever you need to do." And like I will forever like even right now like it brings tears to my eyes. Like I'll forever be grateful to that woman because it was like I couldn't give myself that permission, but she gave me that permission. And she just said like you don't have to be here you don't have to be doing like i always attached my worth to doing something and like i felt like to be at her house i had to like help her and she just said you don't have to do that and so i i spent that was probably a week and a half in and then i spent the the next seven and a half weeks like every morning I would just get up and be like, what, what do I need today? Like, what does my soul need today? And some days that was sitting in the field behind her house. There's a big mountain in the background and just sitting there for hours in silence and like surrendering to that fear of like, what are the thoughts that are going to come into my head? Can I handle like what I'm going to say to myself? if I was silent, because I am very hard on myself, I w- up until that point, you know, and then when I just completely surrendered to that silence, the most magical thing, and, and this is where it's like, I, you know, sometimes I say God, sometimes I say the universe, or, you know, the, the source energy, it just like filled through me, and it was the most incredible form of love that I've ever experienced in my life. You know, that's what I want to talk to women about is coming back to that place of like, we don't have to be afraid of who we are. And I think that we, I think we shame, I think we shame little girls into acting a certain way. You know, I was always that too much child. And so I think in that process, we teach little girls that who they are in their core is wrong. And so, for myself, in that seven and a half weeks that I spent, you know, looking at this mountain, it was like I reconnected with that part of myself that, when I was five years old, I was taught was was not a good part of me. And so, I think that that's what just being is—is is like not striving, not doing, you know, not having to prove your worth um, by by doing stuff for other people or showing up in a certain way. It's just like trusting that who you are with no external factor is the most beautiful form that you could be. That was a lot of talking. Okay. <laughs>
0: We're all going to do the, yeah, the applause. We're all applausing. Um, you're, and this is where I just want to hone right in that you and I talked about this on another call that when we get still, this this is paramount then we move faster because we're clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And as a result of that, like, you know, the things that have happened this year, because I gave myself that opportunity, like the Women's Impact Academy, um, I feel that this is, I've been attempting to do this in the world to create something like this for other people in the world. For years, I have a degree in social work. Like, you know, I've, I've done all these things and never has anything lined up so perfectly as the women's impact Academy. And I believe that like I'm here and I'm a part of this because I gave myself that space to get in alignment and just like have that unconditional love for myself uh, to operate this way. So there's just so much, beautiful
2: things yeah I, I just uh listening to her tell the story even just last week was brought back to a time uh when I was a child and I grew up in the mountains and we lived on an acre and a half and I was just so happy in summertime I would leave after breakfast and not come back until dinner time and just go off and play in the woods and maybe dating myself now. I don't know that I would do that with my own kids. <laughs> but um, I i was an only child and was had this experience where I was outside and the windows were open and my parents were arguing. And I overheard my dad. He was upset that he wasn't seeing me enough and spending enough time. And he, he swore, but he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Chase her around the neighborhood. And it was this very pivotal moment, I realize now, gone into this hypersensitivity of getting that external validation, what Hannah was talking about, and being extra sensitive to everybody else's emotions and needs, and I'm in charge, and it's all on me, and I just realized that last week, which is, as I'm listening to Hannah, like, oh my gosh, it just really resonates right now, and um, there's this recurring theme of... And I heard it last week too, being too much and not being understood, and packing it down and operating in a way that we think we should. And uh, I don't know. I'm inspired over and over again by Hannah having this realization. Quite a few years younger than than I am, and you know, it's just nice that she's going to be able to, you know, bring that to so many women. And and uh, the sooner you can realize that, I think, the freer you are to really fully express yourself and find that deep connection with yourself and with others.
0: Yeah. Amanda, you also pinpointed something very much of part of that story that like I could easily go into uh, self judgment on that. And like, why didn't I figure this out sooner? I should have known it sooner. And you are the one that brings the story about continuous transformation. It is our job to continuously, um, make our way knowing ourselves, getting closer to ourselves. Have you ever had the experience of continuously wondering what you're gonna be when you grow up? Amanda Schneider has this vision all the time. She is a continually evolving entrepreneur who loves to connect and facilitate powerful experiences. Amanda has been married for 17 years and is a proud mama to three enthusiastic, louder-than-life boys who are 12, 10, and 8. Her boys, including her husband, bring her the greatest joy in life. Second only to her dogs, she loves her three rescue pity mixes and cannot imagine life without a dog snuggled up to her side. Amanda has wandered her way through the corporate education and direct selling spaces for the past 25 years, picking up key learning to become an award-winning international speaker and trainer where she is passionate about facilitating connections. She helps women find the spaces where they can feel seen and heard and gain confidence to step authentically into who they were meant to be. Amanda is bringing forth conversation about relationships and communication.
2: Uh, I think, you know, this was just kind of meeting Julie. Uh, gosh, I met her a little over a year ago. Well, actually, no, we met <laughs> this year. Seems like so much longer. But it, it was this this meandering journey to get to exactly the right place at the right time and you know i i was never one of those kids or even teenagers or young adults that was like you know knew what i was going to do when i grew up and i just um kind of wandered you know wandered into the corporate world and really didn't find a a happiness there and i call it my quarter life crisis where i'm like you can't do corporate politics anymore and i had the opportunity to get my master's in education so i kind of I'll be a classroom teacher. Wonderful. Found a little bit more, you know, resonance with that. Got to stay home when I had my first son and was at home with them. And then again, just kind of like trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up in my 30s and stumbled across network marketing. Awesome. I'll do this because I'm, it was a health and wellness product and I can make a difference for women and kids. That's important to me. That led me to uh, some training that I discovered. However, that pulled me away because the target market was more towards businesses. So I went that way for a couple of years, and it really wasn't until I did a training that kind of helped me go back and connect the dots and figure out my why. And I'd never been able to figure that out. That's a big thing in network marketing: is what is your why? And I'm like, I don't know what it is. I want to retire. My husband. I want to spend more time with my kids, and it never hit. Mm. And um, I finally found it, and it was when I was in high school. We had moved a couple of times, and I just never felt like I fit in. I Home life was not happy. I, I never had a large group of friends that I really felt comfortable with, and I had a, a ceramics teacher, Mr. Collins, and when I walked into his classroom, that was the only place that I felt completely safe to just be me, and... know no judgment no nothing and he just helped me feel seen and heard and gain confidence in myself at a time that i didn't have anything and um sadly it took me a couple years after graduating from high school to realize how much of an impact he had made on me and ironically the the same day that i realized that and was like i need to go back and you know let him know and visit him uh, i learned that he had died in a car accident And I never had that chance to thank him. And he was the reason why I decided to go into teaching. And now I realize that it's that ability to help people have a safe space, hold a safe space for them so they can feel seen and heard and just have that that place to be. It's that starting point, kind of similar to what Hannah was talking about of, you know, it's okay to just be me. That's really what drives me and what I do, and and so much of that is communication and relationships and connection with other people.
0: A hundred percent, and and that is what would the world be if we had a, the deeper knowledge and skill set to communicate with, hearing somebody and seeing somebody. That yeah. those are my one of my key values is ensuring that for people, and showing up. Yeah. Um, anybody have anything for Amanda?
4: I, I wanna say something because I got to meet Amanda earlier this year and actually through a mutual friend. And I just remember when we first met, it's so funny because we just picked up like we had known each other forever. And I I don't take that lightly because I think you can meet people in your life who you'll get along with and they m- may be acquaintances forever, and then you get the gift of some of these people will just come across your path and they will, they will just, you know, they'll be there forever. And so Amanda was that for me. And I was grateful that, and now, you know, kind of looking back, I understand the purpose of it. However, I remember being grateful in that moment of just that you did hold space for me to explore and to teach me. And I'm, I'm grateful that for all of the things that you've done, because I probably am one of the, one of the people that gets to look back and say that you had an impact on me. I just wanted to add that. I just wanted to add, you know, how grateful these
0: processes lead us to, to have these people put in our path. Introducing Julie Wheeler, who is a wife and mother and business owner. Julie's life has completely changed over the past five years due to a family illness. She started a business and dove directly into personal development. She's here to show you how you are meant to do incredible things. And success comes when you are surrounded by a, an incredible community. Julie's vision is to inspire incredible women like you and show you how you are needed in the world today. Her talents include, but not limited to, business, social media, and showing up authentically in social media. Yeah, Julie, you've also done quite a bit of work and have a beautiful story. So there was a lot of things going on. Maybe you can tell me more about that.
4: Yeah, so do you want me to share a little bit of my story to kind of go back in to I kind want of... It all.
0: I would want it all. You give me whatever you want. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, I gonna... Here's a little bit of my story with you too, Laura. So... Um, about it's almost six years ago by the time that like as of this recording so my husband was diagnosed with a lung disease that actually greatly impacted um, our lives in a very big way and it changed overnight. Um, December 16th he had taken me out for my 30th birthday and that Sunday he started feeling sick and he has never felt better. So I went from being a stay-at-home mom to two littles. Um, Our boys were five and two at the time and It was definitely a transition because having my husband home, you know, we joke around that when COVID hit, we were already had gone through this whole like cohabitating and learning to be in each other's space six years ago. And so we just turned to everybody and said, okay, like, how do you need to be loved right now? We get it. Like, (laughs) what are you navigating in COVID? But um, one of the things that it really made me realize was that um, I was really, really living life for everybody else. And I wanted to be a good mom. I wanted to be a good wife. However, I don't think I ever took the time to really step into what I wanted. We look back on my husband's diagnosis almost as a gift now, because it allowed us the space to slow down, have more time together. I mean, we're very grateful when it's a pretty stark reality sitting in a hospital by yourself when the doctor comes and says just so you know like it's one of two things and it's either this funky disease we don't know much about or it's a really aggressive form of lung cancer and in which case I have to tell you that because we're going to want to get affairs in order and so that's a like hard pill to take at 30 wondering if you're going to be widowed with two littles. And so it was a pretty big wake-up call when we got the diagnosis, thank God, that it was not the alternative. But it was also still a reminder of like, okay, but now what? Like, the life is going to look really different. And so it allowed us this space. And it was rocky at times. There were moments of challenge and definitely, definitely lots of moments of growth. But we stepped into where can we find the blessings and how can this shift? And so I actually went back to school and started to go and get my education assistant certification because I just loved being in the school with our boys. And then that led to another business. And that business led me into the arena of personal development, which I'm so grateful for because I had wanted to expand that business and I wasn't exactly sure how. And the reason I wanted to was because, I knew that being on disability like my husband was, that was our sole income at the time. And overnight, about two and a half years into him being on disability, they just decided that they weren't gonna pay anymore. And so our income went from about, it, it shrunk by 80% again overnight. And so I vowed in that moment that it would never, I would never let an outward force dictate our inner circle. So things like money, I needed to step into that role, but I didn't know how. And I honestly, I the things that I said to myself in that space, I would never say that to any of my friends. So I don't know why I would ever say it to myself, but it was an opportunity for me to step into a business, a leadership role, all of those kinds of things. But I never even thought of myself as a leader and so i'm grateful for all of the work that i did however one thing in particular and laura you're actually a part of this is we were at a women's leadership uh seminar almost two years ago it would be a year and a half ago and i remember we did one exercise and it was where people could give you a reflection of what type of leader you were and i have the piece that you gave me it's framed in my office as a reminder because it reminded me that there are all types of leaders and sometimes soft leadership is needed. Sometimes feminine leadership is needed. Sometimes understanding and holding space is a form of leadership. And so that moment shifted a lot of things for me. And I was able to kind of use those tools and step into a bigger role and, and really grow a business, but I needed to kind of find that footing first. And so that allowed me the space to then, um my hope is always to be able to whatever i learn be able to turn around and help somebody with that and so it's been a really really incredible journey to kind of utilize all of these things that could have been roadblocks and use them as stepping stones, and that's kind of what I always want to do with, especially with the Women's Impact Academy. When I, I, rem, I will remember forever this day. I think I took a picture um, of our screenshot when I said to these women, "Hey, you want to be part of my badass girl gang?" And it really, it was like I know that when you can, when you can bring women together, you can utilize all these types of leadership, and understanding, and holding space, and to really, really generate something that can be magical for a lot of women. Because I wouldn't be where I am without, you know, God bless him. I have an incredible husband. However, there were also all these steps along the way that made me realize what I was capable of, that he couldn't give me. I needed to have them myself. But I had sisters around me or had, you know, somebody unconditionally cheering me on, seeing me bigger than I saw myself before I could even see it. And so I'm grateful, so so grateful. And that's what I want to, that's what I want my legacy to be. Is whenever somebody leaves a room with me, I want them to feel empowered and grateful for everything they've been given, because it can be a stepping stone in a staircase as opposed to a roadblock. So
0: I'm really glad, Julie, that your husband. I hope he's doing well. I know you're, you've got that uh, family support. But you point out to me what I know to be, since we met, is that. Our relationships with other people, um, like if I'm in a, I have a husband and I have a dog and I have this great home and I've created all this. However, it's not everything for me. I need to have that relationship with other people in order to fill myself with what I'm here to create in the sense that my I'm here to create connection and have relationships. Family extends beyond the four walls and it's not just blood and it's not who you marry or who you date or whatever. So i you're just pointing out why the women's impact Academy is just going to create some amazing things in 2021. Sandy Gonzalez is a wife, mother and transformation coach. She is the owner and founder of project heal thyself and specializes in coaching clients towards a healthier body, healthier mind, and healthier finances, and has appeared in North American television and radio. Sandy's passion for helping others to create lasting transformation in their lives stems from the transformation she had to create in hers. From being homeless at 17 to being a single mom at 20, she had to overcome many obstacles. It is her personal mission to inspire, guide, and lead by example, to be a beacon of hope for others who feel or have felt stuck, lost, or broken, to lead them into a life of abundance and joy. Her superpower is transformation in your life. You really impact for me a lot in the room, Um, and I love your stories.
5: Absolutely, Miss Laura. And so, um, so yeah, I'm the official transformation coach of the group. And probably because I had a pretty incredible transformation in my own life. And it's kind of led me, all things have led me to this moment. And so I had a pretty challenging upbringing, challenging, difficult life. You know, everything that stemmed from childhood, I mean, dealing with uh, an abusive household. Um, you know, violence, addiction, alcoholism, all the things, right, all the things that could probably happen to a young person that might even lead a young person into adolescence and even into adulthood, uh, and be a catalyst for someone who might have gone through those things to go who's gone through a lot of trauma, to go down a path that as um, a path full of escape, <laughs> you know, and just and and probably not into a very good Lifestyle, And I honestly, I was already headed down that way. It was just I didn't have the coping skills to deal with the things that I was dealing with. And um, circumstance, be it what it was at that point, I found myself homeless at 17 years old on the streets of New York. And, you know, it was a very challenging time for me. And for me, that was actually better than being home. For you to kind of have an idea of like how bad it actually was, it was actually better for me to make it on my own on the streets of New York than to be home, uh, where for when you're a child, that's that's your safe haven. For me, it was you know my personal hell, and so I, I had to figure out how to survive. I started working at a young age, you know, um, and I found myself being a single mom at 20. Right, so I talk about these shift points in my life. Becoming a single mom at 20 was one of those shift points. Um, you know having my son at 20 years old was definitely one of those like aha moments where i'm like holy crap like the things that i do actually affect another human like whose idea was this to give me someone to be responsible for and so that was it that was a huge shift point for me where i i started to at that time kind of take small micro steps towards leading a better life i actually started putting myself through college Um, but I realized that I still, my mindset wasn't at a place yet where I felt like I deserved a good life. I felt like, you know, you get these things stuck in your head and people, you know, growing up, tell you these things all the time that you'll never amount to anything or you're not worth it. And not knowing you attract more of the bad and more of the negative. So I continue to attract bad relationships and abusive relationships and not so good situations and found myself being a single mom twice over by the time I was 24. And at that point, I actually, uh, kind of like my connection to, to Amanda, Amanda lives in Phoenix back in those days. Amanda, I, that was when I moved to Phoenix for a little bit. Those were my Phoenix days that we don't talk about and so <laughs> we don't talk about the Phoenix years. Um, so not only was I single mom twice over at 24, I grew up in New York. I had no one, I knew no one. And I was across the country that was again another shift point for me where i really realized that i wanted something different bigger better different for myself and for my children i didn't really know what it was going to be because i didn't know what i wanted i just knew what i didn't want right that's like the easier question to answer right you ask people what do you want most of the time They're like well i don't want that's the space i was in well i know what i don't want i don't want abusive relationships anymore i don't want to be struggling to feed my children anymore and somewhere along this journey you know i ended up meeting my my current husband who is my best friend in the whole wide world um i it's it's like when i look back i'm like i don't even know how i made all these things happen but i do know i had a drive inside me that i knew what i didn't want and so we kind of talk about this a little bit earlier uh laura about that fight or flight when you're in those situations you're either going to fight or flight. And I was very much in the space where like, I'm going to fight my way out of this and nobody's going to stop me from fighting my way out of this. Um, I wanted to fight so much that I actually resisted my husband when he kept trying to get into a relationship with me. (laughs) I resisted him and I'm like, absolutely not. Like I need to focus on my kids. And he was just like, you know, you're going to be with me. So just be with me. And um, (laughs) so that's how much I was fighting that I, I actually just fought off relationships. Um, I didn't have close relationships with women. I didn't have a close circle of friends. I felt like everyone had abandoned me, left me, hurt me. So I'm going to do it all on my own um, for better or for worse. Now that drive did lead me to eventually getting a master's degree. It led me into a teaching career. Uh, It led me to eventually actually moving in with this now current husband at the time. God bless the patience this, this man had with me. But eventually I did agree to move in with him and, uh, and he loved my boys so much and we did get married. He ended up legally adopting my sons and here I am, literally, I live in a home with a white picket fence. I actually have a white picket fence and I have my boys and I have my husband and I have my teaching career and just things are so different. And already that transformation over that, you know, almost 10 year period was so drastic And yet my husband and I felt like we had a missing piece, right? Talk about another shift point. We decided that we really wanted a child together, a child in common. And that was a really dark time for me once again, because I I couldn't get pregnant. We had a very hard time dealing with fertility. And in my mind, I, you know, I kind of went into this place of victimhood consciousness. Like, why is this happening to me when I wasn't ready for children? You know and i wasn't stable i was popping them out right and here i am in a good situation i'm married before god before the law like i'm like why is this happening to me and so we struggled for uh, about three years with infertility and even suffered a few losses along the way and finally we just gave up and we said you know what it's not in god's plan and uh, we went about our lives, and um, one day uh, it was actually election night in the U.S. Here, 2016, my husband was like, you know, you look a little different, and I go, stop it, I, like don't even, I don't, don't go there, don't go there. He's like, no, you, you look different, you should take a test. So while the rest of the world was waiting for news here in the U.S., we were we were checking our own results, and uh, and that night was the night we found out that we got pregnant naturally. And that was a huge shift point for me because I have some medical complications. And so we knew from the beginning it was going to be a very high risk pregnancy for me. And luckily, you know, I struggled, but she did well. She was perfect. And my daughter was born three and a half years ago. And at that moment, I just looked at my daughter and I loved being home with her. I loved that I didn't have to, work two jobs. Like my older son, I remember when he was an infant, uh, it took him a while to break him of the habit of sleeping with me. Why? Because I used to work a day job and then I would waitress at night and then I would come home and I would actually pull him out of the crib and put him in the bed with me because I just, that was my time to spend with him. And uh, for so long I did that where I worked two jobs and the boys couldn't do activities or whatever it was because there was just not enough of me to to divvy it up. And I missed my older son's first steps or, you know, this one's first laugh. And so looking at my new daughter, I I vowed that I never wanted to miss anything ever again. And I said to my husband, I don't think I want to go back to work. And he's like, well, what are you thinking of doing, knowing that I cannot sit still, right? I've done everything on my own. And again, God bless him for his patience, because he's always wanted to just take care of me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Give me half the bills, I'm gonna take care of you, you know? Like, <laughs> he's like, whatever he wants, Andy, whatever makes you happy. It's always his answer, whatever makes you happy. I've since relinquished that control and we, we work very, much better together now uh, that I know better. But um, I knew that I wanted to do something different. And so kind of going through this whole process of growth and self-discovery and i too started getting into personal development and that is uh, you know i i met julie through this i met half the group here through this i started to realize what that i had a much greater purpose i started to realize that my purpose was much greater that there had to be a reason why i survived all of the things that i survived and that purpose for me in, in discovering that was that my purpose was to help other women to help them to find transformation in their lives because not that i have all of the answers I, this is still an ongoing journey but i've discovered so much about what that process was and what was different about me and what stood out about me versus my four other siblings who took a turn in a different direction yet we came from the same household why did i choose to go this way And how can I go forward and help other women? Because I know that there are other women that have felt broken, stuck, lost. And I feel that it is um, not only my calling, but a moral obligation to help them, to uh, inspire them and motivate them, to walk along that journey. And if I can help them cross, you know, that bridge a little bit faster, a little bit easier and hold my hand down to them and help pull them up the mountain, then, then I have a moral obligation to do so. And in that, um, and finding all of these women and finding Julie Wheeler and creating these connections, this woman, me, who used to be the Lone Ranger, who thought I had to do everything on my own and realized that I was inadvertently making everything so much harder for myself because of that. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So I made things a lot harder for myself. And so I, I love and appreciate Julie Wheeler. I love this group because I know there are other women that are like me. That were just i i don't need anybody and it's couldn't it be further from the truth we were not created to be alone we were not
0: agreed the question i have is going forward like you're hitting all the bells and whistles going forward 2021 20, you all have direction like if somebody walked up to somebody and asked them what do they want that's the most integral piece for I think women face today they don't know what they want and I want to know what do you guys want 2021
1: um what do I want for 2021 you know I just want to really I want to impact even if if it's just like 20 women's lives to get them comfortable in areas that they're not comfortable um, helping them know what they want. And not only, that. like, I, I, do, I do agree that women do not really maybe know what they want or haven't thought about it because they're busy thinking about other people. I also think there's a, a level in there where women just aren't comfortable asking or saying what they want. And I think that is the big barrier because they're afraid to say what they want. And uh, I want to help make those uncomfortable things more comfortable for them. You know, I, I've always been way too much. I've always, you know, I was always getting in trouble in school. I was always talking too much, too bossy, too this, too that. And honestly, in my 20s, I just started embracing it. And I'm like, you don't like it? See ya. And it's worked out really well for me. And I want to empower other women to take on topics like whether it's spirituality or money or influence or transformation. You know, I think all of it just starts with them like being comfortable saying what they want. It
0: makes me laugh just thinking about being next to you, Carla, in in a space where we get to talk about uncomfortable things. I would yeah. be it would be so liberating and make me happy because we don't. There's lots of things, but finance, uh, money, and influence uh, is uh, something that I look forward to seeing. Twenty twenty one, what you drag out of twenty plus women?
1: That's it. Like it. it like literally, it's like. There's a very masculine energy with it because you got to have to push people there. And, um, you know, I think that's okay sometimes as long as they're a willing participant. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I find myself doing it with the unwilling and I've got to work on that for 2021
0: as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you shared the space. I know you're going to dash, but uh, thank you again, Carla.
1: Thank you. I'll see you ladies soon. Bye. Love you, sister. Love you, too.
4: Ciao. Ciao. Okay, so that then it's my turn now to say what I want in 2021. Is that?
0: Go for it, Julie.
4: Okay. So when I think about what I want in 2021, I think this really truly is just the beginning. Like, I really feel like um, when I envision 2021, I feel like we're building the foundation. And I think that the foundation of the house that we build where women can come and be, and explore and have a safe space for women to truly just, you know, like Sandy said, or Hannah said, and Amanda and Carla, you know, there was something that they needed to explore that got them to where they were. And so really what my vision is, is that in 2021, we create that space for, and Carla is thinking small, 20 is just not enough. Like we already have like 40 students in there. So we, like my vision is thousands thousands and thousands of women to hold space for because when you at least this is for me when i think of that energy of empowerment in our world today and the ripples that that can create i believe that then we have really truly done something for for our world and so that is my vision is that we lay the foundation for the house to be built and wherever those houses are being built we just we essentially just give the blueprints for the house, and people get to build it how they want it. And we just give them the safe space to explore. And so I'm grateful. I'm so I'm going to spend 2021 as a year of gratitude and building. That really is what my vision is for it.
1: I
0: love hearing you speak, Julie. <laughs> so tender. And it, what I just want to grab onto is that it is the way people want it. They they just need to be asked that question. Um, and we have autonomy, we have freedom. Um, and yet it's just creating that space again. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. I'll
2: go ahead and go. Uh, so for me, I've been realizing lately, um, women's impact Academy kind of snuck up on me. It it felt like this kind of side passion project all year as we were talking and collaborating. Uh, And it wasn't until we were really getting ready to launch that it was like, and I kind of had my own transition of, wait a minute, I'm really passionate about Mamas in particular and having an impact. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, Women's Impact Academy, I'm coming into alignment with what I want. And it hit me that this is a major, major focus for me. So 2021, you know, I really am envisioning Women's Impact Academy growing, uh, contributing to that in a major, major way. Um, and also, you know, I've always been in this kind of student mentality. I love learning and in doing so, I've always felt like I'm always the student and I'm, I've come into this realization that, you know, it's time to be a teacher. And it, it, my own stuff. I've always taught other people's stuff. I've always taught other people's methodologies. I was a classroom teacher, you know, it was always facilitating. And, and I'm like, you know, I'm in my mid 40s. Now I've got a heck of a lot of experiences that I can teach other people. And so uh, in addition to Women's Impact Academy, I'm creating, you know, other stuff and other impacts and it's all in this perfect alignment. So I'm excited and believe, you know, full alignment with Julie, that this is just beginning and uh, really excited to see what's to
0: come. Amanda, it sounds like your voice is coming forth. So it's yes, what you know is of value. And when we don't share from like our own experiences, that's why I do the podcast is to uh, yes, I'm influenced by so many people and I, I have experiences. And it is important to have the voice. You're to be the instrument in the orchestra of the world. So, yeah. Absolutely. Woo. Yeah. Thank you. I can go next. Um,
3: for me, 2020 was this uncovering. And, like, I feel like I met uh, this little girl that was inside of me. And I think everybody has that little version of themselves that – You know somewhere along the way we disconnect from and so 2020 was meeting her again and learning to walk and like being comfortable with this version of myself and then 2021 is like we're going to run and just and dance and like I feel like I finally have a voice that I I'm just like yeah this is who I am. You know, and so I listened to that song by Alicia Keys and um, what's her name?
4: I know which one you're talking about. It's the one Amanda knows.
3: Brandy. Brandy Carlile, right? Brandy yeah. So I, you know, I listened to this song. It's a beautiful noise by Alicia Keys and Brandy Carlile every day. And there's this line from there and it's when you're all alone It's a quiet breeze, but when you band together, it's a choir of thunder and rain.
0: Oh my God, goosebumps.
3: Yeah. And so it's like, I feel like, you know, 2020 was like that quiet breeze, and I was okay with it. I was getting comfortable with my voice, with who I am. And then I found like the badass girl gang, (laughs) the Women's Impact Academy. And like, we're coming with thunder and we're going to make it rain for women to have that same experience that uncovering and it's going to be huge. So that's what I want for 2021. And for myself, like to step into that, you know, I was just crying to the girls this morning about still being single. I'm like the only one in the group who's not married. And I'm like, I've been single for a decade. And Sandy's like, um, how about you change that narrative? Like it's time for a new story. Thank you, Sandy Gonzalez. I love you. Um, yeah, and I think a big part of that is because, like, I know that, like, God, the universe has, like, a, a relationship that is, like, worthy of the woman I've become. And I think I'm, like, finally stepping into it. So, yeah, I'm putting that intention out there. Like, 2021, I want the man of my dreams, like, I'm ready, he's ready, and, like, thunder and rain there, too.
0: <laughs>
4: Fireworks! <laughs> <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen to
5: that.
0: I'm sending that your way home uh, for sure.
5: That's awesome, Hannah. And yes, I told Hannah to uh change her story. She says, I've been single for 10 years. I said, Can you like say maybe you've been on an adventure of self-discovery for 10 years? Like, let's change the story here. So, who would I want for 2021? Um, you know, before uh, at, towards the end of 2019, I remember saying that my vision for 2020 was I needed a bigger stage, a bigger platform in which to reach more people. And it was around the end of 2019, in which the universe brought me Dr. Oz, um, which I was like, OK, I don't know how to handle that. Maybe I should have been more specific. But <laughs> so that so I did that thing. And that was great. And I really thought coming into 2020, like, oh, my gosh, it's just going to get bigger and better and then and then all the things that happened in 2020 happened and I found myself kind of going backwards a little bit uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie I found myself going almost back into a survival mindset because of the fear that I was operating from when this whole first uh, you know COVID and all of the things started happening and quarantining and then I quickly had to knock some sense into myself. And, and working together with the Women's Impact Academy, like Amanda said, we've been on this project since like April for months. And it really kind of just started as us just helping to get each other through what was going on. And it just kept getting bigger and evolving and evolving. And it's like, let's do a women's conference. And yes, and then we were getting closer to the women's conference. We're like, no, that's not it. It needs to be bigger. And so it just kept evolving into what it's become now. And through that evolution of what we've decided to do with the Women's Impact Academy, I started to evolve in 2020 and I started to really step into this leadership role. Because I know a lot of people have told me I was a leader right, in the past or have said I made a great leader, but I still wasn't really believing it. And so I had to start changing the story and the narrative in my head you know, just, just as Hannah, and really step into this. Okay. I know I said that I want to reach women. I know I said I'm meant for something greater, but I need to actually start believing that this is where I'm supposed to be and that I can do some really amazing things with this. And so now nearing the end of 2020, I am so fired up for 2021 because Julie Wheeler thinks we're laying a foundation for a house. What she doesn't know is I'm right behind her actually uh, mapping out the cathedral that we're really building. So, cause it's not a house, it's a cathedral. I'm just saying Julie Wheeler, that's what it is. And so I think that we're gonna do some amazing things. We already are planning some amazing things for 2021. We're talking workshops, coaching programs. We've got a lot of stuff in the works and it is just the beginning. And Julie, I'm surprised you didn't say this cause I'm going to share this with Laura that the real vision is that one day we will be on a stage, the five of us on a half circle table and actually having round, real-life roundtable discussions uh, in front of thousands. So that's, that's where we're really headed. And 2021 is just going to be getting that ball rolling.
4: Wow. Sandy, I didn't want to give it all away. We got like, you know, I know we're dreaming big. I just wasn't sure what she got to leave
5: a teaser. Got to leave a teaser, Julie.
4: <laughs> this is true. This is why I have this. Is, see, this is why we're a team.
0: Thank you, Carla, Hannah, Amanda, Julie, and Sandy for coming to my humble show. I had to edit out a lot of love and wishes in support of my learning, and I've kept them in a file, so if I ever wonder what the heck I'm doing here, I can go and listen. Thank you. The five co-founders also wish to offer you a discount by using the code SECRET, all caps SECRET. This is an extremely generous offer for their very affordable program filled with years of combined wisdom, mentoring, and connection. Coming soon on another episode, I have a male perspective coming in from uh, the world of the three principles where we are talking about the three P's And you're probably wondering, what are the three P's? Well, I get to talk to you about what they are next week. Leave a comment on today's show in the reviews. And if you want more info about the Women's Impact Academy, please sign up for my newsletter on my website and I will share, share, share. Um, You can always go to my website at flexiblelifecoach.com. I am Laura. This is Secrets Your Mentor Never Told You. Thank you.